Welcome to the Ryan and Antonio show. I'm your co-host, Antonio. And I am Ryan. And today we have GCW on deck. Antonio, why don't you show them the merch you got on? A little NGI merch from this past Saturday. I was there in person. Um, and then we are also going to be talking about Evil Deeds, which was on Friday. You know, stacked weekend of wrestling, back-to-back shows from GCW. I mean, what else do you want? Two very different shows, but oh, nonetheless, both stacked to the max. 100%. So let's get right into Evil Deeds. Opening it out, we got a tag match. Uh, SGC, obviously Mance Warner injured. So it was Matthew Justice, and replacing Mance Warner would be Effie versus uh, the team of Tony and Alex Zane. Um, I mean... I I I was started the stream. I started watching it on fight, and uh, I didn't realize that this was the first match because I was like, "How could this be the first match?" Um, but yeah, it was is the opening match, which seems like a surprise because it's such like four amazing wrestlers. Um, but yeah, it was the first match, and I was I was very surprised at how well it was. The thing I appreciated the most about this match was how Effie was able to just step in and just take that role obviously oh yeah he had the s like the sgc kind of vibe with art of war games and everything but nothing is ever at least i didn't think it was ever going to be able to top matthew justice and mance warner i mean it seemed like effie was just like meant for the match like it seemed like mance wasn't even injured and like this was supposed to be his match it felt very natural which i think when you go into like a tag team match when a tag partner's injured it is so hard to match that like Everyone's so used to, oh, Mance and Matt Justice, Matt, Mance and Matt Justice. And then Effie, Effie is so different character-wise yep. than Mance Warner is, but it fit so well. I mean, I love the match. What did you think? I mean, my favorite part of the match was then Effie, when Effie pulled up his little bandana around his neck and it was Mance Warner on his face. <laughs> I popped for that. I went to go, I, I went by my dad and I was like, dude, look at what just happened. Um. I mean, obviously, at the end, uh, there's a little botch with the with the tables. If uh, if you didn't watch the show, um, they stacked two tables on top of each other, and somehow the top table broke <laughs> before anyone even touched it. So, the, like the legs snapped or something. So the one table just kind of collapsed on top of the other. Um, but they put them through the, the table. Um, yeah. So yeah, second gear crew gets the win. I mean obviously like you had said like there's that mishap at the end but i'm definitely not going to defy or define the match by just that little mishap oh no i mean i thought it was a very good match alex zane being one of my favorite independent wrestlers at the moment uh he's kind of showing up everywhere and i think he's just killing it wherever he goes i mean he could really work with whoever he wants and it'll be a good match Alex Zane and GCW to me is like TV and J. There's just something about it that yeah. just goes together. And it's like, you never really suspected that it was going to go together. Like, you know, Alex Zane can go anywhere, but just him and GCW, something feels right about that. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciated this match very much. And Tony Depp, and I love Tony Depp. And he's Tony one of those guys good. that he's, he's always there. Um, I know he gets mixed reactions from various GCW loyals, but I like Tony Depp. A hot take. Tony Deppin's the man. But then we go to the next match. Antonio, why don't you take that one away? Kringo Loco, one of, one of our favorites on the channel. We talked about him before. 
uh, versus ASF. Uh, this was this was a very like fast paced match. I was gonna say it's a good thing that this was kind of towards the beginning of the show because I think fans reacted better because it was earlier. If this was at the end of the show, and say maybe fans had sat through six matches at that point, they wouldn't have reacted like they did. Other than that guy who was just booing everyone in the front row, also boo that guy. <laughs> trying to make the show about himself. Come on now, dude. Um, but yeah, Gringo Loco and ASF, dude. Those guys both showed up. Um, like you said, very fast-paced. I loved it. I I was here for it. They made the Knights of Columbus in Detroit really their home. <laughs> I mean, obviously the match ending with uh, like a little slam off the top rope. And then uh, ASF being pinned for the three count. Gringo Loco ended up winning. Uh, which to me was no surprise because I love Kringo Loco and, you know, I want him to win every match that he's in. So if there was like a, I don't want to say like a mid card title, but if there was like a title, like how there's like an ROH TV title, if eight or if GCW had that, Kringo would be the guy that I would push for that. Oh, for sure. Um, He's just really taken over where it's like you, maybe he's not being placed in main event matches, but you can tell he's not half-assing it. And same mm-hmm. with ASF. This match, it wasn't anything where they they pulled back anything. They they pushed it, and I loved it. Great match. I mean, it's just like when I what I just said about Alex Zane. I mean, these guys these guys could work, and it's like they're happy doing it, so they're gonna put their heart into it. And it it shows. It really does show for like all the fans watching that like these guys really care about what they're doing. And I think that just make that just tells the story even better. You want to introduce this next one? So this was my personal uh, favorite match of the night, just because I love Atticus. We had 4-4-0 taking on Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. And while I love Atticus, I love 4-4-0, Nick Wayne looked like a star in this match. And I think that was what they were really trying to do. Jordan Oliver kind of getting taken out a little bit early. Um, being removed from the match, and then you put the focus on Nick. Nick is 16. This kid has a biology test and PE class tomorrow. But on a Saturday or a Friday, a Friday night in Detroit, he's taking on Atticus Coger and Eddie only. And the dude is killing it. And he looked like a star in this. I think that's what GCW is trying to get at was, hey, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, they used to butt heads. Now they're a team. Not only are they a team, but Nick Wayne can go hand, handle his own against the top faction in GCW. It was it was awesome. I mean, and I'm a big fan of Oliver, so uh, just seeing him in this match is really cool. You know, I'm a big I was a big fan of him in MLW. Uh, obviously, he just got released with a couple other people from MLW. Um, so we're gonna see a lot more of Jordan Oliver on the Indies, just popping up at shows and stuff, and uh, it's very cool to see him in these different types of matches. You know, I've been watching Jordan Oliver since he was the CC the CCW days of him being kind of just shamed for, oh, you're too skinny. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You look like a kid. You're too skinny. Um, so to see him on a stage like GCW, where it's the definitive number three company and just really showing who he is, I was personally happy that he was released from MLW, not because of the fact that I don't think he deserves a contract, but it opens more doors for him. And I think he's not only going to open those doors, but he's going to slam them open. He, this dude is going to go places very happy, but 4-4-0 picked up the win. 
Uh, uh, and Oliver getting injured. Uh, you know, the ref yeah. had to call some people out to help him out. Um, we'll talk about that more when we get into NGI. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Good little Easter egg plant right there. Of course. Uh, next match, you know, we've seen this rivalry for a while now, but we finally get to see the girls' side of the rivalry. Chelsea Green versus Allie Catch. Um, you know, we've always seen Cardona versus Effie, and now we get to see their partners take on each other. I am personally a big fan of Allie Catch. I have always loved the stuff she's done. Uh, there's just something about her that I think as a character is very relatable um, to the audience. Um, and I think the audience can kind of sense that. And the thing that I loved about this match is you had Allie who was relatable to the audience. And then you have Chelsea Green who is not relatable to the audience. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. She comes out the 469 shirt. She's getting the heat. She's kind of got that character of like sexualizing everything. Yep. Um, and Allie Catch just big fan favorite. So to have those two opposites collide um, in Detroit was just something that was very fun to see. Um, very happy that we got to see this match. Uh, and I think they both did great. And uh, obviously Allie Catch making Chelsea Green tap. And of course, everyone just went crazy. Because uh, we all hate Chelsea Green. <laughs> <laughs> we all hate Chelsea Green and equally like Allie Catch. At least right. I like to think that. At least yeah. I like to think that. I don't know. Majority of the people in the audience. <laughs> Except the one guy in the front row. <laughs> Let's not talk about that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the last time it's mentioned. Cut off now. And then we get the next match. The GCW Boy. Scramble match. Leon Ruff. We always we always get a scramble match, and they are always so good. And I don't think people talk about GCW scramble matches enough because oh, yeah. the amount of pure fuckery that happens, but it is incredible fuckery. Yep, cannot go understated. You got Leon Ruff, Chase Barnett, Cole Radrick, Yoya, Braden Lee, Nate Webb. A lot of fuckery. That's all I'm going to say. A lot of it good was- talent too. A lot of yeah. very underrated talent. And can we talk about that promo video that Leon Ruff had oh, man. right before that match? So I went into this thinking this is a night of Columbus in Detroit, Michigan. Then I see that promo and I'm like, this is like WrestleMania made event that is taking place in a night of Columbus in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. That video hyped me up for a match that I think to maybe the casual eye would just think, oh, it's just a random scramble. And I'm sure it would hype everyone up. I mean... But that, that, video, that video alone, it, it made it feel like it was something special. And it was. Yeah. It turned out to be something really special. And I'm so happy that Ruff picked up the win. I mean. And I'm very excited thoughts? to see more of Ruff. Like, I'm just excited to see what kind of matches they're going to give him. Because he is a very underrated talent. Uh, you know, it's sad that he got released. But, I mean, now, now he could finally shine. And at the end of the day, I, I do see him working for a major company again yeah. um, because I think that that gave him that likability of, okay, we like this Leon Ruff guy, but now he can really genuinely show us who he is. And I think in this match, in that promo video, GCW put it together perfectly to present us and more authentic Leon Ruff. Uh, and the more we get that, the more we're going to like him and the more we'll see him on TV. Oh, yeah. Next match. Oof, what, do you, what did you think about this next match? 
Oh man. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was a little underwhelming. Um, you know, I had high hopes for this match. Obviously we're talking about Matt Cardona versus Alex Shelley. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan of Alex Shelley. I think he is fantastic in the ring and, uh, him obviously fighting the biggest heel, I think in wrestling at the moment, Matt Cardona. I mean, I didn't see anyone cheering for him. Uh, everyone was booing him and loudly. And, you know, we saw all the fingers getting shoved in his face and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Car- everyone hates Cardona. And honestly, it's so perfect because it's such a change of character from like Zack Ryder. Um, so it's very cool to see Cardona like take on this new personality. Uh, I, I love it. Like, I, I, I hate him, but I love that I hate him so much, you know? Yeah. And I think that this match had the perfect planning with Shelly and Cardona. Yeah. Shelly, you have the guy who's kind of the hometown Detroit guy. You have Cardona, the ultimate heel. Um, the storytelling going into this was perfect. Um, the setup, everything was perfect. But I just think, realistically, both guys are incredible. I am not going to say anything different. Shelly is one of those guys who's definitely underrated, even if he's complimented to the max. No one can ever compliment the guy enough. Cardona's work right now, same deal. You can't compliment his heel work enough. Sometimes things just don't click. And I think um, they have the right idea of everything. And I'm just the guy sitting in a chair watching the match. So my opinion, whatever. But I just don't think... Uh, that it was a true representation of how great both of these guys are and how yeah. much of an asset they are in GCW. Felt kind of drug out. Felt like there were some spots that just didn't click. Um, obviously, I still think it was a pretty good match. I just think people saw the graphic of it and you immediately think, oh, this is going to be insane. This is going to yeah. be awesome. So it's like, it was still a good match. It just maybe wasn't exactly what you would expect it. And then I'd like I'd, I'd like to talk about before the match, um, Cardona like uh, doing Eminem's song. Um, I hated that. <laughs> I was sitting, I was watching the stream, and I was like, "What is he doing?" I'm not gonna lie, I loved it. I was dying. <laughs> I I absolutely hated it. Um, but then at the end of the match, Effie and Ali catch coming out, and um, uh, leading to Alex Shelley winning, which uh, I don't really, I wouldn't say it's a win just because there's an interference. So, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of say that whenever someone interferes, you know, it's not, it's not really, not really a win, but uh, you know, I'm happy Shelley took the victory. I, I feel like in this scenario, it was kind of best case scenario. You still get Shelley looking good, the hometown guy, you can bring him back for future GCW shows, still have him have a big match. Um, Cardona lost, but didn't really lose. So it's kind of that 50-50 yeah. thing. So, you know, I, I honestly think down the line, we're going to get a rematch for this, mm. but obviously this is going to lead up to a uh, mixed gender tag. Effie, yeah. Effie and Allie versus Cardona and Ch- Ch- Chelsea, which um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We can get like, I know Cardona doesn't want to do a death match again, but if we can kind of dabble in that just a little bit more, I think we're going to see awesome. him. In a, I think we're going to see him in a death match again. We can get uh, a little bit. He of has that. like that ego, so yeah. I feel like I feel like we're going to see him again. 
And if it takes rubbing his ego, then by all means, go ahead and tweet and hype him up and just please convince him to do at least one more because that would be awesome. But let's, you know what? I'm going to let you announce the next match because this is your girl. These are both your girls. These are both your girls. This was, in my opinion, match of the night. Charlie Evans versus Rina Yamashita. I mean... They, from from the second the bell rang to the end of the match, this was my favorite match. Yeah. It was so good. And they're, these are two incredible, incredible athletes who really, like, show everyone up, I think, in my opinion. The, these two girls outshone, outshined the men uh, tonight, last I, on Friday. And it was, it was incredible. Their death match. Uh, I obviously like maybe I'm not your Lauren shouts out cheap plug door board Lauren um, great podcast if you're into deathmatch wrestling um, but I think that in terms of like just pure deathmatch wrestling they were able to collaborate on just a regular pay-per-view evil deeds it wasn't a deathmatch pay-per-view Maybe the fans there were just wanting a regular GCW show, but they were able to implement a death match and make it work. And they killed it. And I'll be completely honest. Like I didn't know that much about Charlie Evans going into this, uh, even into this weekend. And my, I don't, my respect doesn't mean a damn thing. I'm just a fan, but my fandom of Charlie Evans and obviously my respect, whatever, has increased so much because she was incredible. Oh yeah. Uh, they, I mean, after both... this weekend, I I started watching like Charlie Evans matches and stuff. And she is so good. And uh they... she's gonna be coming to a couple uh promotions here, uh freelance and AAW. Um so I'm very excited to see her again. But star uh, in the making. Oh a hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh we saw a bunch of light tubes we saw the uh, light tube rake that Yamashita used, which was so cool to see. I was like, what is that? And then she just whacked Charlie over the head with it. This was definitely a light tubes death match. Oh, yeah. Uh, This was the emphasis of it. When I saw them setting that up, I was like, we are getting one tonight, folks. Like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, they, They both killed it, though. And uh, especially Yamashita taking the win. Right. And let's talk about how they, I'm a spoiler, both had to compete again 24 hours later after that. Insane. Oh man, like insane. It's it it really is insane to think about it because you're taking the same bumps again. Not the same bumps, but you're getting cut open again. Yeah. Like you're getting blood like pouring out of you again. And you know, a lot of respect to all the wrestlers that put their bodies on the line for this. Because yeah. it especially is especially deathmatch guys, yeah. man. And they yeah. are the match guys thing. I have the biggest respect for. And let's like, and I know people want to trash deathmatch wrestlers, fans, whatever. But when you meet a guy, even the death, I want to say preface it, deathmatch wrestlers that do it the right way and for the right reasons, not yep. just doing stuff to do stuff. Not because there's some stuff. that like really tarnish the name of deathmatch like, wrestling. Let me go cut a guy's finger off. Come yeah, on now, man. Yeah. But the guys who do it right, the Alice Colones, the Nick Gages, the Atticus Kogars, like, when you go and talk to them, they're very genuinely nice people. Oh, yeah. 
and they go that extra mile to do this style of wrestling. Uh, respect is an understatement. These guys, yep. these guys are something that they do something that is so underappreciated. Um, and I even think that this match alone was just an example. Like, you know, I think both of these people knew that I, you know, Charlie going into this, everything, like they know that this match isn't going to be on TV one day. Right. Um, but they still don't hold back. And you could tell in this match, they both, they both put it into it and it was a hard hitting match. That was one thing that I love about this very hard hitting, um, great match. I mean, and they had everyone on their feet for this match too, which is, uh, something you can't find a lot in wrestling. Like there's always going to be that match. That's like, oh, you know, this is boring. And there's only like a couple people in the crowd standing or whatever. But I mean, everyone was on their feet for this match. And I think that's um, that's a big thing. Let's talk about this main event, though, now. You want to you wanna introduce it? Because, I mean, this one's a doozy. So we have none other than the greatest deathmatch wrestler walking on this planet today, Alex Colon. That's right. Alex Colon, the greatest deathmatch wrestler in Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd and G. Raver. Jimmy Lloyd and G. Raver, the team coming together, once butting heads, enemies now friends, taking on these two deathmatch wrestlers who are arguably some of the best on the planet in a banger. This was a banger. Uh, I still think that the women's match was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This but one was this- like my second favorite. But this match was a banger. What did you think? I mean, you said it best. I mean, it was such a good match. The women's match obviously being a little bit better. Um, but this match was so good. All of, all four of these guys are incredible at what they do. Obviously, Alex Cologne, you said, you know, he's the best, best wrestler out there. And, you know, I fully agree to that because I think all of his matches that I've seen, you know, shows he puts his heart into it. And, uh, you know, he never stops. And we're going to talk about that at, when we talk about NGI. But, like, he never he never stops. He wants to finish. He wants to finish the match regardless. And I think and, that's that's huge. And this match, too, the thing that I loved about it is it wasn't just confined to the ring. Yep. They went outside. They started doing stuff. And, you know, you started out with the women's death match, which was incredible. Like I said, I still think. Already got the match, crowd hype. But it was for the most part, it just stayed in the ring, which is not a detriment. It was an yeah. awesome match. But to have a death match followed by another one, you got to change it up. And they executed that. They took it to the outside of the ring. We had swantons. We had everything. Like, and it was just a different vibe, but still a death match. And I, I think they did a great job at, you know, any other promotion you go to, um, or maybe a promotion that doesn't really know deathmatch wrestling. It'd just be two of the same death matches. That's not what you want going into this. You need to change it up a little bit, especially on a pay-per-view. That's not a death match pay-per-view. And these four knew exactly what they were doing and they did it perfectly. And if you haven't watched the show yet, go back on fight and order it. Um, Cause I think, I think this is like probably the perfect show to watch. It's a perfect yeah. balance of like everything really. Yeah. I, they, and, you know, I think it's easy to kind of push away deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stereotypes that go into it. Um, I mean, again, it's not think, for everyone. Yeah. But I think if and, you get introduced to it the right way, you'll find yourself loving it. 
Yeah. And, and maybe start out with a match like this, where it's not just a pure death match tournament. Right. Right. Something that has, and let's talk about Cologne. He's able to add that Japanese style. And he showed that in this match, he's able to implement the Japanese style into an Americanized death match scene. Uh, you just, I, I can't even talk about Cologne until we get to NGI. But this guy, <laughs> I know you're so excited to talk about it, dude. I'm so ready to talk about NGI. You were there. You have memorabilia from NGI. Um, uh, but obviously, Masashi Takeda and Alex Cologne taking the victory. Yeah, I'm going off. Said that, but um, I'm going they, off. They the took tracks. the victory. Um, then uh, they both little spoiler for NGI, but they both uh kind of teased the match at the end between each other. And, uh, you know, we saw it at NGI. And uh, mm-hmm. let's get to that. Nick Gage Invitational 6. This card was set to be the death, the death match tournament of the year. Yeah. And I think that it fully, just to every extent, takes that title without question. Before we start... Oh, he's getting it out. He's I, getting it out. I uh, want to thank Rina Yamashita for the uh, ring-worn tape. There's some blood on it. Um, <laughs> you just got to throw that in there. There's a little bit of blood. Big thank go. you. Big thank you. And, you know, there's like a little spot of blood here, but... um, Look at that signature, stuff. the date. Oh, yeah. That is... Got the date. The that autograph. That is memorabilia gold. GCW GC. with the little heart. Um, This, I'm going to be honest, this is never leaving my, my, my room. I mean, this is staying in my collection. It's just a good memory and uh, just an amazing person. But, you know, talked about the little spot of blood here. And then uh, oh, I'm going to show you my second one, which was from Akira. Uh, this one's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> this one's loaded with blood. Uh, How did you hold on to that for the entire show without getting blood on you? I went to my car. Okay. Yep. <laughs> After I got him, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run to my car real quick, drop him in the back seat. And then I left in my car overnight when I got home. And then the next morning found these little cases, grabbed like a glove and just put them in. Um, yep. See, but, that's yeah. where COVID was a very negative thing, but it's a positive thing. In fact, that we get gloves and that we can find <laughs> things that can easily, they're, they're readily available now. So you could just, I could touch a bloody piece of tape now with these gloves that I got. So and you can just dispose of them. It's perfect. They never touched your skin. That's perfect. And these are sitting up happily on my shelf next to all my other wrestling memorabilia. And, uh, you know, it's a memory that I'm going to have like forever with me because uh, yeah. I think that really made my night special. I mean, not to say that the night wasn't good because it was an amazing show that we're going to get into. But this just like was just icing on the cake for me. That is the token to take with to commemorate the memory. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you've you gotten memorabilia from wrestlers. Uh, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> it's something that's – it's an exhilarating moment because you're, like, holding on to it, and you know you – especially, like, with you at that NGI, like, you know you have history in your hands. Yeah. And I mean, it may not the, be important to other people. Exactly. It's, like, it's got, like, a sentimental value to, you know, if you got it from the wrestler – you're going to hold on to that forever. I would rather hold on to something that has sentimental value than something that has dollar value. That means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the perfect display. Like to you and I, that's incredible. If I show my girlfriend that she's going to be like, <laughs> hmm, you did what? It's like the Nick, 
the Nick Gage war game shirt. She didn't think I should frame it. She said, I need to wash it. I said, you don't understand newly framed that sucker up, no washing and we're good. But that's besides the point. Let's get into NGI six. We had an incredible opening match. I mean, I was, I don't know what I was expecting for the first match, but this was definitely not it. Atticus Koger versus Rina Yamashita. What a banger of a first match. This was my personal favorite. And it's because, obviously, I'm an Atticus stan. I mean, me and you both going into this had Atticus winning it. Yeah. I know we've, we've talked about it, but we both had Atticus winning. I was oddly confident that Atticus was going to win. Like I was just like, I would have taken my entire bank account and put it in Vegas and been like, yep. listen, I don't know if you guys are into deathmatch wrestling, but if you are, <laughs> this is my bets. And this, this first match, it, it, it was banger. It was a banger. It was so good. Um, we saw the skewers from Atticus getting put into Yamashita's head. Um, saw light tubes. Saw giant light tube towers, which walking in, they already had them set up. And I was like, what the hell is this? Because they were like light tubes stacked on top of light tubes. Uh, then we saw the, the light tube rake fan yep. things. I mean, again, just blood everywhere. And I got standing room. I got like standing room only. So if you watch the stream, look for the guy in the red flannel because I'm in the back a lot. <laughs> you were all over that thing. I was like, I might I'm, well running, I'm running to where the entrance is and then I'm running back to my spot. I wanted to be in front of the hard camp. But anyways, um, you know, whenever they did a light tube bump, you know, the glass would be flying everywhere. And I was with I was with my dad. And this was my dad's like first kind of experience into this whole scene. Um, so he was, he was freaking out the whole time because there was glass flying everywhere and he was afraid it was going to fly back at us. And I saw all the people in the front row have their goggles on and everything. And I was like, oh shit, like I, I might get cut off here. <laughs> so was this your first time seeing a light tube spot in person? Yeah. In person. Yes. How loud is that light tube? Oh my God. I was person? so surprised Yep. because when you watch the stream, it's like it doesn't sound that loud, but in person, especially like the giant light tube towers and when they bundle the light tubes, yep, it is loud. It's like it, it's like boom. It is insane. Like a video uh, doesn't do it like no. how it's supposed to be. That's why I can't emphasize to people enough. Buy the show on Fight TV. Yeah. Even if you're like not into deathmatch, this opening match. I mean, you, you will be into deathmatch after this first match. Like, Rene, huge pickup for GCW to fly over from Japan. Her first Atticus, time in the U.S. Yeah. Atticus, this guy is going to be a huge star. I don't care what anyone says. And just for an opening match, all right, you texted me that that was the opening yep. match. And I was like, this is main event. Yeah. Opening. And even though it was opening, absolutely killer. Awesome. Match. But I mean, again, like, if you look at the lineup, Every single match was like, how could this be an opening match? Because it's mm-hmm. so good. And it, this match really made Atticus look great. That is one yeah. thing I will say. And um, I think this match did a really good job at hyping up the crowd for the rest yeah. of the night, mm-hmm. which it set is the tone. perfect. Yeah. Really set the tone. Uh, but obviously Atticus picked up the win. Advancing um, to the next round. Yep. 
again, getting ready to put his body through hell for yet another match. Yep. Uh, as Atticus does best. If you watch TOS, this man is not afraid to, uh, to go the extra mile, but yep. picked up the win. Then going on to the second match. Uh, again, very surprised that this was the second match. So we know Mance Warner got injured. Mance Warner was supposed to be in the tournament, obviously couldn't. So they had a mystery uh, mystery entrant into the, the tournament. So I figured, you know, this would be the last, the last one out of the opening matches. Figured, you know, give the crowd a little bit to wait for the surprise and everything. But, you know, they, they just decided to throw it second. So we've got Kid Osborne. Um, he was obviously announced for everyone. And then we got the mystery opponent, uh, Charlie Evans, seeing her again, which we talked about earlier. Um, it was, it was really cool. I mean, this was my first experience seeing her in person and she's so good. So number one, this is your new crush, Charlie Evans, very clear (laughs) from what you just said was so good. Uh, but also, you know, I don't think if it wasn't for that match the night before, yeah, say maybe some there could have been a slight feeling of disappointment, yeah. But the I fact, mean, yeah, if I didn't watch Evil Deeds, I wouldn't have been as hype as I was to see Charlie Evans. And I saw some people that weren't like super hype about it, but she fucking made them hyped she after that. Killed it, she killed it. Let's not talk, let's talk about Schlack too. I forgot to mention that. So Charlie Evans gets in the ring. They're about to ring the bell. Schlack's music hits. Schlack Schlack walks out, runs out to the ring. Everyone is like off their seats, going crazy. Uh, Another surprise that they that they tossed at us. I mean, it was incredible. And you had kind of forewarned me um, as I was watching the show. You're like, Schlack is messed up. Yeah. And when you watch a death match show and you hear someone's messed up, you kind of are like, well, yeah, they're messed up. I want to emphasize Schlack was messed up. So I was in person. Schlack was setting up something outside the ring, like a bunch of chairs and stuff. And then Schlack takes a bump on the, the, the light tubes. And then all of a sudden you see Schlack go in the corner. He's holding his arm, and then all of a sudden he lets go, and all his blood is just gushing out. And then you see a couple people run out with, like, napkins, paper towels, and, like, tape. And they're just taping his arm up so he can finish the match. I mean, again, that shows, like, that these people just put their heart into it. They put their heart into just giving the fans an enjoyable match. The amount of duct tape we saw in this show. It's more duct tape I've seen in my life. I've never used that much duct tape in my life. And these people used it so that they could continue putting on a match for our These people used it so they wouldn't bleed over paper towels. I mean, I, that's dedication. But with even all of the light tubes, all of the injuries, Charlie Evans picks up the win. I think it re- was a surprise at all. I, I wasn't expecting it. I thought Schlack was going to win. Um, I also thought Schlack was going to win, but I, so my theory here is that Schlack, since Schlack got messed up, they had to change the ending of the match. That's what I'm thinking, which might not have happened. Maybe they wanted Charlie Evans to advance, but regardless, you got Charlie Evans winning it. She advanced to the next round. 
Next um, match. So this next match, I know you said Atticus versus Reno was your match. This match is my match of the night. So I want to I want to preface this by saying I had said this with an AEW show before. This was beef show of the night. Now neither one of these guys might be as big as say a schlack, but these guys showed up, and the brutality of this match so was good. unmatched. Just so good. We got Akira versus Alex Cologne. I mean, such a fun match, man. Alex Cologne took a beating the night before at Evil Deeds. Shows up to this. Takes a hell of a beating. And shows why he is the best damn deathmatch wrestler on the planet. And spoiler alert, shows why he deserves to win. This guy has won tournament after tournament for a reason. And, and I saw a lot of people like talking shit that like, oh, stop, stop having Alex Cologne win. And I'm like, why? Like he deserves Alex, to win. Stop having Alex Cologne win. Have someone be a better deathmatch wrestler than Alex Cologne or show me someone who is because there's not. This guy is able to endure so much. And this match showed it. This match went on for almost 20 minutes. And this match was the first match that went, like, into the crowd area. I mean, they... um, So, Alex Cologne set up Akira on, like, a chair by where, like, the food and the beer was. And then he put light tubes on, like, Akira's, um, like, chest or whatever. Mm -hmm. Alex Cologne ran from one side of the building all the way to the other. It was super cool. Obviously, I, I, I couldn't even see it. But I heard the pop when it happened. So <laughs> the thing that kills me, absolutely kills me about Cologne, is if you meet the guy, he is the most soft-spoken, nicest individual. Yep. And you can just tell there's something that switches in a death match. And this was a pure example. I mean, Akira to a young guy, but he endured light tubes. He endured these holds that it puts your body in positions that should not go that way. Yep. And And he got sliced up with a knife too in this match. And I mean, just think of what you just said. Akira got sliced up (laughs) and, and this match, I mean, I do want to talk about that spot real quick. Yeah. That spot was super, super fun. Alex Cologne holding Akira by like his head, basically holding the knife. Asking what side of the ring the crowd wants him to go on. Eventually, he goes to all side of the ring, all, all sides of the ring. But it was super cool because you got you got the crowd actually interacting with the wrestlers, yeah. and the crowd like talking shit to the other side of the other side of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was really cool. And I think with deathmatch wrestling, obviously, there's that crowd interaction. Yeah, um, there's a lot larger if- of a crowd interaction than like regular wrestling. But it's something that is definitely not underappreciated because when you're in that environment and you can kind of have interaction, like Cologne emphasized, Cologne is one of those guys who has ring awareness. And this match, I think, really showed that. Um, He knows how to work the crowd. He knows how to make his rounds, how to get everyone involved, whether it be the spot that you just talked about or the the running from one side of the building to the other. Um, And he did that twice, by the way. He ran from one side of the building to the other twice. and Cologne just doing that shows his ring awareness of, okay, let me get this side and let me get this side height. Okay, let me get yeah. this side and this side height. Um, Cologne just 
he is a professional to to the fullest extent. And he picked up the win here after a 20-minute just bloodbath. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It was a yeah. bloodbath. Um, and these two are just so incredible at their craft um, because deathmatch wrestling is a craft, and I don't think that gets emphasized enough. Um, and this match had the perfect story of just leading it then to that final point of the submission, everything. It was it it worked perfect. Before we get on to the next match, Akira, I will beat your ass in magic next time you come to Chicago. Ooh, that's call. Letting you know we that's were all talk, we were all talking shit the other day. So just that's letting a challenge. You know, just letting you know. Maybe not with light tubes, but with magic, you're on. Magic. I don't gathering. know. I don't know a damn thing about magic, <laughs> but I want to see it happen. Hopefully, exclusive. Hopefully we could see it happen because I think that'd be so cool. If we ever have a Patreon, it'll be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Maybe. There. Uh, you want to get into this next match here? The final uh, first round match? This match was one that uh, I think I appreciated more so after the fact. Yeah. Um, when I think we gathered all of the information, uh, Takeda and Eric Ryan, um, GCW ultraviolet title match. Um, but before I even get into the match, props to Eric Ryan. Uh, dude went into this match injured. He emphasized later on Twitter how much pain he's been in for an extended period of time. We'll put the and link guy, to that tweet in the description yeah so you and guys I, could go and donate I know, and yeah i was gonna out. say donate to that stuff because this guy he puts his body on the I, line for everyone that watches and he could have easily backed out of this oh yeah um, if he if he was a normal person he probably would have backed out of this and i'm like hey I'm, I'm not in a good spot yep but this guy is not a normal person he went in and had a match with Takeda a man who is known worldwide as being a top deathmatch guy and they put on a great match. Now I'll be honest. I watched this at work. <laughs> I, and I had a coworker right next to me and there was an instant where I could very clearly see this kid looking and seeing what I'm watching and being like, what the hell was happening? And the pure joy I got out of just the match, the chemistry of the both of them, even with Eric Ryan being injured, put on an incredible match. The chemistry was there. It wasn't that long of a match, but for the time that they had, they made it count. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is every minute counted in this match. Yeah. I mean, you can, you could put your, you were in person. So I think I, mean, I was in person and like, honestly, the only the only part I want to talk about is the fork spot. Cause I thought that was really cool. Really something that like, obviously we didn't see the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, but you know, Eric Ryan dumping out the little bucket of forks <laughs> onto the mat. And uh, yeah, it was just really cool. I like how all of these matches had something unique to the match. Like we saw. So the first round Atticus versus Reno was um, all like light tubes, basically. And Charlie Evans, Kit, and Schlack had more of, like, barbed wire stuff. And then Akira, Alex Cologne had the knives. And then Masashi Takeda versus Eric Ryan had the forks. So I thought it was cool that, like, each match kind of had their own thing. It, you know, 
everyone goes into deathmatch wrestling saying, oh, it's all the same. It's just people trying to get a high spot. You'll hear yeah. the old school guys say, oh, it's, it's nothingness. It's just people trying to make a name. But when you have the storytelling, the legitimate differences between each match, like you said, there was forces. And like, it is a outrageous thing to say, oh, there was forks in this match. But, <laughs> we but said it really, so like casually. But, <laughs> but it is, it is, it does bring something different to the table. Um, and I think these two really, you know, a fork, <laughs> I don't know why I was looking around like as if I had a fork just sitting here that I could pull up. <laughs> But a fork is such a small thing, but those two knew how to make it very significant. Yeah. And I think that that was something that this match that stood up. Takeda took the win, retains his ultraviolet title. Um, and this is the, every, uh, the end of the first round. Yeah. And let me tell you, this first round made me feel like I had just seen the finals because these each of yeah. these competitors put it out there and they yep. they didn't hold back. But we got another scramble match. Another Antonio. scramble. Another GCW scramble. Ninja Mac, ASF, Braden Lee, Cole Radrick, Gringo Loco, Nate Webb, and Yo-Yo. I mean, what more can you ask for? And, and this was a perfect, like, fresh off of intermission. I didn't even know that this was happening. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even I know. know. I don't even think knew. I don't think anyone knew. I mean, I saw I saw a couple of the guys out at like their merch tables before the event. Yeah. I just kind of figured they were there just to be there. Um yeah. but then you know, seeing the scramble match, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. And, and I think this is a good way to come off intermission. Oh yeah. Especially in a death match tournament. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like you know, a little break so, from the death match. Yeah, a little something more <laughs> lighthearted. Um <laughs> The people with warped minds can kind of get a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that this match was a perfect example. I mean, Ninja Mac, can we take a second to oh talk about God. how great Ninja Mac is? Him taking up the taking the victory in this match. But, I mean, if you watch any of these shows, Ninja Mac's going to be on the card somewhere. And he's so and, good. He's so talented. He's so talented at what he does. And, and, you know, I think when people look at these scramble matches, um, at least from maybe a TV perspective, they think, oh, it's just someone who needs a spot on the card. No, yeah. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Each of these guys killed it. Yeah. Um, you know, Nate Webb, I'm never going to get sick of seeing this guy. Um, just an old school gritty guy. Yep. Uh, always fun to see. Braden Lee, same deal. Braden Lee, can- I love watching Braden Lee wrestle. But I see Ninja him at AAW all the time. He's so good. Ninja Mac. Uh, he is something special. I think he's really something special in the wrestling world right now. Everyone talks about, oh, this person's the best high flyer. This person's the best high flyer. If you don't put Ninja Mac up there. Watch Ninja Mac, please. You're on some <laughs> something. Because yes. this guy is way up there. Yep. And he deserves to be in any debate. And this match showed it perfectly, but just a really fun match. This I, I think he's really shining right now on the on the indie scene. Yeah, which is amazing I, I, for him. This match in particular, I think, was um, the best way to describe it was fun. Fun yeah. to watch as a viewer. Um, you know, maybe when you see a different scramble match, there's more uh, dramatic effects, or there's more like story. But this was more. Hey, we just saw 
first round of a death match. Let's take a breather. Calm Let's take an intermission. Let's have a fun match, yep. and then we'll get back into it. And I think that this match really showed it. Ninja Mac, like you said, taking the win. Very deservingly. Well-deserved. Well-deserved win. Great, great match, though. Going back to the death match. The <laughs> and now we're first, back. <laughs> the first semifinal match. Uh, so we didn't know the matchups at all. So me and my dad were kind of talking about, like, oh, who's going to fight who? But we had no idea. So we got Alex Cologne versus Charlie Evans. This was a match where I think we got to see Charlie Evans shine more than she did in the first match. Um, I think Alex really let Charlie do what she wanted to do in this match. And uh, we got to see, obviously, the first match was kind of more on Schlack being there. Uh, But now we kind of got to see more of Charlie and more of what she could do. And obviously, we talked about Alex before, but he's just incredible. I think that this match, um, for me, I don't. I went into it fully expecting Alex win. Yeah. Um, when I saw this match happen, so my focus wasn't necessarily. It was on the match itself, obviously, but my focus was really on Charlie. Yeah. Okay, this is her third death match in two days. How is she gonna react? Yep. Um, and this is me from an armchair point of view. I have never experienced a light tube getting hit on my back before but i was just curious to see because after evil deeds i was an immediate fan of charlie um and obviously alex wins but charlie didn't look like she lost yeah um she looked like someone who you know got beat by the best deathmatch wrestler in the world but she got beat by the best deathmatch wrestler in the world. And I think it kind of leaves you with that suspense of maybe if she didn't have that match with Alex, she would have gone to the finals. Yeah. Maybe if she would have gone to the finals, maybe she, she, she would have won. And obviously referee's decision. I think it adds just a little bit extra of, I didn't lose um, to that story. Uh, but damn, I mean, obviously, Cologne's best deathmatch wrestler in the world. I mean, Charlie, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. I think in the future, we're going to see Charlie win a deathmatch mm-hmm. tournament. I think it's bound to happen. And it kills me because I see companies like PWG who don't really book women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I love PWG, but it's really disappointing. Uh, and when you see someone like Charlie, I'm like, yes. They, and like, like someone like her could do both. Like she could wrestle yeah. wrestle. And then she could deathmatch wrestle. And I'm so sick of the bullshit of like, oh, women's wrestling isn't as good. No. Charlie Evans is 10 times tougher than I a am. A lot of times, women's wrestling is better than a lot of the matches on the actual card. And I, there's nothing that makes me happier than when I see someone like Charlie because I remember watching Candice and PWG showing up. When I see Charlie and GCW have three deathmatches in two days and show up each time that's respect in itself man awesome but alex picks up the win charlie looks great you don't lose in this awesome awesome match alex moving to the finals as as you said yep next semifinals match we got masashi takeda versus atticus koger and i know you said it before but this match was the bloodbath match there's no doubt about it i'm gonna go leave and take this l 
because my bracket was so screwed after this. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go leave. That that leads to a stairway. I'm, I'm out. I mean, I I honestly I know I wanted Atticus to win, but I couldn't see him beating Misashi. I counted. I think the thing, like obviously Takeda won. Awesome. It was a certified banger. Yep. But Takeda, Atticus, I thought just maybe Atticus wins. And even if he loses in the finals, at least he can say he was the ultra-violent champion once, yep. technically. Um, but I think from a different perspective, I'd like to see Atticus if, say, in a theoretical universe, Atticus goes to the finals and loses. I'd like to see Atticus hold the, the ultra-violent title a little bit longer. Um, but like you said, it was a banger because you and I were um, talking when I watched the match. And I think I made a comment. I was like, holy shit look at their eyes like yeah. look at their bodies they look beaten well atticus uh, at, at the end of this match i couldn't even see atticus face she was just fully covered in blood i mean uh obviously if you've watched the show you saw that 440 came out during this match um attacking misashi uh but then eventually you know from the night before jordan oliver comes out to kind of save save the day and he does. Long-term storytelling. Another long-term storytelling to the finals match. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, Masashi obviously taking the dub here, um, going yeah. to fight Alex Cologne in the finals. And so jealous that you met that you met him. Oh man, I hate so you. cool. I hate you. <laughs> I mean, I met some incredible people that night. Not 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 only the wrestlers, but some of the fans. That I talked to, like in line and stuff, super cool. Lauren, Lauren, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna shout out to Lauren real quick. Um, we met him at the softball game, but I think this was like the first time I actually got to talk to him in in person. Super, super nice guy. We're gonna leave the link to his podcast in the the description too. Go check out his podcast. Your dose of death. Check it out because this guy is like our podcast dad. He texts us. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? This guy is one of the most genuine people in the wrestling community that you'll ever yep. meet. Uh, match super nice wrestling. guy. I'm sure we'll have big into deathmatch wrestling too. If you love deathmatch uh, wrestling, I, go check it out. You know, what? even if you don't check him out, because he's an awesome guy. Um, yes, exactly. Lauren is is the man. But finals, finals. Man, it took these guys oh, forever to set up the ring. I mean, putting the light More tubes on the rope, putting the light tubes on the rope, setting up ladders, setting up all this other crap. I was, I was like in shock during this match. More duct tape. Yeah, a lot more duct tape. There was a spot where Alex Cologne, I'm sure if you follow Deathmatch, you've seen the pictures on Twitter. There was a spot Atticus where... and Takeda for if we didn't mention it. Finals. I'm sure everyone put it together, but Alex was... Cologne and Alex Cologne and Takeda. <laughs> I, know you, I know, I know you got Atticus on the mind. <laughs> Dude. But there's a spot in this match. There's a spot in this match where Alex Cologne went through I think it was like one piece of glass, one like sheet of glass, and then two doors. Obviously, I couldn't see it because everyone was standing, and this was on like the outside of the ring, so I couldn't see it that well. 
Um, but then you go, Alex gets up, he goes in the ring, and then all of a sudden, his whole head is all taped up with paper towels sticking out, a T-shirt sticking out. I was like, what the hell just happened? I mean, he looked like he just got, like, murdered. And, and from the camera, um, from the fight, like, stream that we had, yeah, I, I'm pretty certain I could see, like, blood literally flowing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I just... re-went, I bought it, rewatched it just to, like, just to see that spot, just to re- rewatch the show. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty nasty spot. And, and, you know, at first when I saw it, I was like, you know, maybe it's just an illusion. I'm making it up in my mind that I can see this blood. But, Antonio, you can kind of. I was pretty, I was pretty, I, I, I thought it was nasty. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah. it was like the most blood I've seen all night, like on, on one person. And I mean, yeah. I was trying to figure out in my head, like how Alex could like see. Welcome back. <laughs> Little bright Light cut. It's a lot more brighter, and we have a girlfriend, so everyone's home now. Back to the um, scheduled program. Alex Cologne versus Masashi Takeda. I mean, I mean, I think this... we were talking about before how like he was so cut open, like super badly. Yeah. Um. It was. Uh, I was like in shock when he got up, and he was all taped up. I was like, holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, I don't really get uncomfortable with death matches. Yeah. But the sheer amount of blood that I saw from Alex's head made me slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, this was like the one time where like I don't think I fully watched the whole match. I think I like turned away at parts of it yeah. because it yeah. was just so violent. Yeah, but um, and mean, that's even coming from someone who's watched multiple death matches. Like it, it pushed it to and the limit. My favorite that's... movie franchise is Saw. So that's it's, I'm a Halloween guy. Just putting that I'm out Halloween. there. I mean, I've watched Saw probably like seven times the entire franchise. So I'm a Halloween guy. So I mean, Halloween's like, good. Halloween's good. I mean, I think we're gonna come to blows right now. H2O sucks, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to Deathmatch. Alex Cologne taking the victory. Crowd went nuts. I mean, this is well-deserved. Obviously, him getting the ultra-violent championship. Just well-deserved. Yep. I mean, he put his heart into this match. And I see so many people, like you said, bitching about the fact that Cologne won another tournament, but like, it's not like they just handed it to him. The dude got one of the most gnarly cuts other than Schlack's injury. Yeah. This was up there with, with just the sheer amount of like damage done blood three matches. What was it? Four death matches and four two death nights. matches. Yeah. And two nights. It's crazy. Man, if you don't uh, respect Alex Cologne, you, you may not like him. Yeah. But respect him. Respect what and he then, does. And then let's talk about who came out after the match. You could have this one, man. Let me tell you, I saw this guy way back in the day before he had ever touched a death match. John Wayne Murdoch. The Duke. And my girlfriend just said Gacy in the background. 
There's probably a correlation between that. But John Wayne Murdoch <laughs> came out, and I mean, I don't know the personal, like the the relationship he has with GCW, but you don't really see him in there that often. So seeing him come out was extremely surprising. Seeing yeah. him take out Cologne was extremely surprising. And I can only assume that this is going to lead to a banger. I'm going to be honest. When he first came out, obviously came out in the hood and the mask. And before yeah. that, uh, Alex Cologne called out Mox, called out Nick Gage. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah. we're going to get Nick Gage here. That's who I thought it was. Yeah. And then he pulled off the hood, pulled off the mask. It's John Wayne Murdoch. Crowd went nuts. I was going to say, because I thought predominantly that crowd was a deathmatch crowd. Yeah. At least I would assume. Uh, and obviously a GCW crowd, but more of a deathmatch crowd. Yeah. So it was, I think it was pretty well planned that they had Murdoch show up at this show um, where he's going to get probably a better crowd reaction just because the deathmatch crowd knows who he is. Uh, and I, I think it's right that you just put him with Cologne immediately. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Don't half-ass it. Don't put him mid-card. Like, go straight to the best guy you have because he's one of the top deathmatch guys now. Also, I just remembered a point to talk about. Um, the start of the Alex Cologne and Masashi match, um, you see it on the stream. The dude right in the front throws a pizza cutter in the ring. Um, don't be that guy. Don't yeah, do like, that. Throwing sharp objects. If you rewatch the stream on fight, you could clearly see the guy hold up the pizza cutter and throw it in the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw, I've seen some tweets about him. I, apparently, they were really drunk or whatever. But don't be that guy. <laughs> you DM'd me about it immediately. Yeah, and I died because it's like, how stupid are you to do that? Yeah. That's there's a but, fine line that you don't cross, and he crossed it. But overall, you know, being in person is probably one of my favorite shows I've been to, just because it was my first be- experience in there, in that sort of environment in person, not just watching it on, on a screen. Um, so I think it's really it's a lot different to when you're when you're there and when you're watching it on screen, mm-hmm. obviously as like any wrestling show, but this one in like this one really did it for me. I mean, this one was, I was, I was going to be there in person until my front bumper got ripped to shreds. Ryan was there in spirit. Ryan was there in spirit. And then COVID said, by the way, car parts don't come in for another month and a half. And I said, well, I'll be damned. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you win some, you lose some, but it was an awesome show regardless. Awesome show. I mean, I rewatched it on Fight. Still had that same excitement, same energy to me when I rewatched it as I was in person. I mean, if you didn't watch it, go watch it. It's an amazing show. If you don't worth like Deathmatch, you'll like Deathmatch after this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, worth every penny. Like, I can't yes. emphasize that enough. It was really good. Was it like 20 bucks? It's 20 bucks, guys. Or isn't it like 13 for GCW on fight? I think I they do I like a combo package. For... Buy the combo packages. They're super yeah. cheap, super affordable. Just buy them. You buy a UFC pay-per-view for like 65, 70 bucks. And you're telling me you can't pay 20? Come on now. 
buy AEW pay per views for sixty bucks. That's a whole. That's a whole other story. AEW. AEW. But yeah, that is the GCW weekend. Two amazing shows. Great weekend. Go check them out on Fight, and see us back here again. See ya.